Hey guys, this is Dan the GM, and this is episode three of What the Dice. So, you guys get to meet the third player. I am not entirely sure what obnoxious way I can introduce you. I introduced Nightland as the artist, Ethan as the old man. So what would you be? The obnoxious one? The Oto Holy One. <laughs> oh wait, no, you're the rules monger. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You're going to be the bane of my existence. It's quite possible. Yeah, I don't know. So I get to break rules, you get to go, but the rule says, and I go, go, shut up. It's my life. You're not my supervisor. It's my game, and I need it now. Yeah. Alright, so, so, we are going to get right to it. Do you have your dice ready, or are you going to use a, like, dice roller? Um, I have my... Oh, that is the wrong folder for my dice. I can use a dice roll oh, roller, because I actually thought I had... I'll use a dice roller, because I honestly, I thought I had my dice right here, but it is the wrong bag. <laughs> I love this. I, I just absolutely love this. You and Ethan were not prepared. Great. Well, like I said, I wasn't exactly sure what we were going to be doing. We're going to be doing episode three of What the Dice. Of What the Dice. All right, I have a dice roller up. All right, cool. So, you ready to get to it? I am. All right. So, what we see is a small village nestled in the edge of a thinning forest. These buildings are made from logs and trees and branches and it, it's they look like log cabins. This is a pretty well established trading post. This trading post has come to be known as Narrow Cloud. You've been here a couple of hours. You arrive just before daybreak. You got into an inn without a problem. And this is the first time I think your character has had a chance to relax. As we zoom in on this character and we peer in through the window, what do we see? We see a not overly muscular gentleman, but a very toned gentleman. Someone who you would say he has done a lot of work to keep himself active and mobile to the point where you would, at first glance, know that he would be someone you wouldn't want to have a confrontation with one-on-one. -on -one. He's not exactly fully clean, but he's not what you would say uh, dirty. Someone that looks traveled. Simple boots, simple clothing, um, but something that's comfortable 
he does have a um, sword that is with him, but of a of a worn type of um, sheath, not something that was, you know, overly new, but something that looks like it has been used over a period of time. Uh, he would have uh, blonde hair. You would not be able to see his, the color of his eyes at that moment in time, but actually fairly clean shaven. Um, kempt hair to the point where, you know, you would see someone traveling, keeping it um, light off of his shoulders, because in hot weather, it would be a um, detriment to him, but in cold weather, it might help a little bit, keeping the wind off of his neck. Okay. So you mentioned that his eyes are closed. Is he... No, that you just wouldn't be able to see his eyes at that moment oh. in time. Is he still waking up, seeing it's still early, or is he just meditating? Like, what is he doing just laying there? Well, if um, it is in the inn, and for being up at this uh, moment, he would have a morning meal, but at right before the morning meal, he would be praying before eating. All right. You say he's praying, so he's a religious person. It would seem to be if he is um, for a few moments clasping his hands and saying a prayer, but we wouldn't really know how religious he would be because he keeps it short and then goes into eating. Um, and prayer between any gods is a method of communication and giving thanks. And there are so many gods. Yes, there's a whole city that is dedicated to all the gods. Mm -hmm. So, as you, your character sits and is probably in, is he eating in his room or is he eating in like in the common area of the inn or? Um, he would probably go downstairs and eat in the common area to, um get an overall view of the people in the area of what is going on. Um, he's not overly shy. He, um, if someone tries to start a conversation, he would gladly continue a conversation with him. But um, it's more so that um, his back would be to a solid object, either to a wall or a corner, but not like trying to be the um, in the shadows type thing, just being safe. Mm -hmm. I'd say you don't want anyone coming up behind you and shanking a bitch, exactly. Even if I was a bitch, I wouldn't want to be shanked. Yeah, so in this tavern, it's a pretty weird mix than probably what your character is used to there are a mix of rat folk and cat folk you see humans and elves and dwarves and half orcs and half elves and maybe a drow or two all just eating drinking chatting which 
which weird. This there seems to be a lot of adventurers in this town for just being a podunk little trading post. Like this probably isn't even on a map. It's that small of a city. Not even a city. It's a post. Mm -hmm. Um, but you do notice that there is a lot of people for this small place. Like, how did you stumble across Narrow Cloud? Well, in all actuality, I am kind of always on the move until I feel like I have met a destination, um, that I need to spend time in. Um, but the outward appearance would not show that, but how my... How I walk around is from town to town. If I am needed there to help out, um, I do to, you know, keep my belly full and a place to sleep. So when I feel it's time to move on, I pack up my belongings and move to the next town. This one just happened to be down to the next area. Okay. So for the most part, are you a sellsword? Are you a labor day laborer or are you literally just uh whatever gets you a place to stay and a hot meal i would say i would i'm a day laborer day laborer if something comes up that um i can assist with in a good and proper way i tend to offer my capabilities mm -hmm. okay. but i i don't go seeking um the I don't go seeking the battle. If the battle um, arises while I am doing something for that area, then I approach it uh, in my own way. Mm -hmm. okay. So this town, though small, seems to be pretty busy, and it seems like they do need some assistance. So are you going to step out of the inn and see what you can do? If I have a room where my other belongings are kept... Um, yeah, I will step out into, um, well, actually, I'll probably go up to the innkeeper and ask um, them if there is things to be done in the town or the surrounding areas that I can offer my assistance with. So as you walk up to where the innkeeper stands, which is probably behind a, a, short, um, a short counter, a younger human... Looks like he inherited this place. Maybe it was a, a family inn that got passed on to him. He is leaning back, looking over his books. He sees you all approach, and he quickly shuts the book and makes sure that he greets you, gives you a slight bow. He goes, and how may I help you today? If Are you checking out, or are you planning on staying? I am actually planning on staying, and wanted to see if you had any um, knowledge of work in the area. He looks at you for a long moment, and it's clear he is studying you, like trying to figure out exactly what he could suggest. Mm -hmm. He goes, well, you, you don't look like the other adventurers that are here. You're, I, I don't see a hundred potions dangling off your hip. I, you look like you've seen some time. Are you looking for, like, killing stuff, or are you looking to just help? Uh, honestly, if the need arises, I am capable at handling myself in a battle. But it's usually if 
the something happens that it is a need. Otherwise, I can help out where um, I'm available. Uh, and he goes, well, I know that some of the, the farmers and uh, lumberjacks are, are needing help getting the timbers in to set up the festival. That sounds fantastic. What kind of festival is on its way? He stares at you for a moment, clearly surprised that you don't know, and he goes, it, it, the, the Holy Priestess is coming. The, the head priestess of the Holy City is coming here with her Holy Paladin Knights. They're coming to bless the land and help us set up our first temple. We're actually getting moved from uh, we're actually getting put on maps. That's fantastic. Uh, I kind of am a, I guess you could say, a wanderer of sorts. I go from city or town where I feel it is needed and then move on to the next one where I feel like I should move on. I was not aware that um, this was happening here or this was a brand new thing. Um what priestess is coming from um which god is she blessed with he stares at you and he goes she is the excuse me the head priestess the one that is in charge of the the temple of the pantheon she uh when did she come into power she came into power in the last couple of years she's fairly young she's one of the youngest priestesses The, the innkeeper looks at you and goes, it, it, Faina, she's the, the, she, she helps with all the gods, but I think she worships Nethesis? Okay. Nethus. She worships Nethus. Would you like to do a knowledge check on that? Yes, I would, actually. I'm is it knowledge religion? It can be if it, you don't have knowledge religions, you can default to, I believe, intelligence. But it would be under intelligence. Yeah, yeah. It would be. Yeah, religion. I didn't specifically put in for religion, but I do have a modifier for it. So mm -hmm. let us try that. Uh, oh, I got a seventeen. Okay, with a seventeen. You do know that Nethus is a neutral god. Uh, usually your worshippers are your wizards and your mystic uh, thurges. Uh, what are you trying to place? Like, what are you trying to place something in particular or? Um, more of the... She is blessing the first temple so what would be the blessings of the temple is it just for a a number of gods or is it just um so a place of prayer for so what you would know just from traveling the holy city is also called the pantheon city it is the only city in the world that literally has a temple for every single god and demigod 
It is the if they are in the celestial realm, they ha- and they are considered a god, a demigod, or anything of the sort. As long as they are not a false god, they have a temple here in okay. this city. The main temple is just called the Pantheon Temple, which has always been controlled by a priest or a priestess who will travel out and bless land for a god's temple to be built in. Usually what they do is they have the city hold a vote for which god they want representing on their city, and then the priestess will pick a priest or priestess to maintain that temple. Okay. But as for Nethys, one of the domains that they cover is destruction, knowledge, magic, protection, and runes. So for the most part, it's the, you know, that this is for protection. They're there's always been this uneasiness when you travel. It's common knowledge that 800 years ago, there was a war called the War of the Gods. Ever since then, the world has been at this uneasy peace. No one is at arms against each other, but they are always looking over their shoulders. Kingdoms are always curious on what kingdoms have what going on and what's going on here. And there's a lot of espionage going on and a lot of spy work but no open aggressions. No one wants to risk a war, but everyone's on edge. It's the Cold War. Yeah, pretty much. But it is not too uncommon for the Holy Priestess to travel out to do blessings. Mm -hmm. She probably does this once every two months. Then I would, my next question I would ask would be what uh, god they are offering this temple here to. What was the deciding vote? Well, we haven't voted yet. We are still discussing it. I know that Desna and Faraza, Farazma, for Faraza are in the runnings, and those are the two that are most likely going to come down to. But we do have a couple that are worshippers of Torag. And other than that, not many others. Okay. I myself, I... I'll worship whatever God helps keep me safe. <laughs> Understandably so. He he uh just goes, but uh yeah, if you're looking for work, there are we could use help setting up for this festival. I mean, we need to get all these things built. The the banner still needs to be painted. We've got everything. It's just these adventurers want action and glory, and no one wants to help with the the setup. So. Perfect. Point me in the direction that will need the most help, and I will... You look like someone who can handle themselves carrying heavy stuff, so I would just head over the points towards a scruffy-looking old, uh, older gentleman, probably in his late 40s, whitish, white, whiting beard, so he's got that beard that's got gray in it. He looks like a tank of a human, but he is... You could tell it's probably he is the head lumberjack. Perfect. Thank you very much. Um, do you have an introduction, a name I can call him when I introduce myself? He nods. He goes, his name's Jer. Jer. All right. Jer. Perfect. Um, and thank you very much for the information. He nods and 
Good luck. I'll, you know, uh, I'll give him a few copper for the information. Mm-hmm. Um, I will walk over to Jer. And... As you walk up, you, this man's voice is booming. It's like thunder. He is barking orders, telling guys to get their shit in gear. Watch out for that tree. Don't do that. Make sure that's rigged up right. If you're going to cut that tree, make sure you cut it away from the village. He turns to you and he goes, you're not one of my men. Who are you? I intend to be if you are in need of assistance. The uh, manager of the innkeeper directed me to your location so I can help out set up for the upcoming festival. He even gave me your name, Jar. Uh, and myself, I am Clyde. Well, Clyde, nice, nice to meet you. He looks you over. He goes, look like you can handle yourself with an axe. He walks over and grabs an axe, hands it to you. He goes, now, we got to clear off these trees here. We need to make some room for the stage. Once you cut these trees down, throw them in that pile over there, and I'll let you know when I need something else. But until then, just help clear out this area. Perfect. And thank you very much. He goes, no, thank you. Extra hands are always nice. And I will go over to the nearest appointed tree to start deforestation. <laughs> Why you got to be like that? Uh, roll strength, please. Uh, for my first attempt, it is a 17. All right, you're doing good. Uh, give me one more. For my second attempt, I got a 9. All right, so you started out strong and kind of waver a little bit. You're, you're keeping in the middle of the pack of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So you help clear. You've probably cut down a couple of trees, helped haul them, moving them over. Uh, you notice that they are having this set up to where they're cutting down trees, setting up an area for them to be trimmed up, sharpened, drove into the ground to set up small booths, probably for food and drink. Uh, you also see that they're building a stage, like out of timbers and laying things flat and like legitimately making a temporary stage for this festival, which seems a little overkill mm -hmm. for a blessing. Okay. So the day passes and you've, you help out here and there. Come dinner, it has been a hot, long day. You've probably stripped out of your armor and you're probably working, working in more common clothes. Mm -hmm. As you approach the inn, the innkeeper is dishing out food to you and waves off any coin that you try to pass. He goes, you've been helping a lot. Meals on the house. Appreciate it. The inn tavern has gotten busy. All these adventurers are chatting about how they're going into the woods and they're going to find this the mist forest and find their way through the mist maze and get to the cobalt and destroy these cobalts and Make sure that they never harm anyone ever again. <laughs> and these are young adventurers. Like, roll your perception. Perception, all right. Seven. Okay. You <laughs> don't really notice a whole lot. Um, they look like your average... Low level, never really been on an adventurer. Adventurers, mm -hmm. you've got clerics who are 
laughing and talking about all these great spells they know. You have these, these clear as day rogues hiding in the corner, just watching and being bad at being rogues. <laughs> Even bards. There are groups of bards just sitting there and singing, and some of them are good, some of them are not, and others, you're just like, I want to break the loot over their head. Understandably so. The time passes, and what would you like to do while you're in the tavern? Well, I will um, go through the, the usual, pray before I eat. Um, I will observe, actually. Um, do I see uh, any of the loggers I was working with? You see a couple of them drinking beers. Um, they look like they're not actually from town now that you get a good look at them. They're probably from either nearby villages that have come to help out, or maybe there are family friends, or maybe even extended family of this area, because, you know, it's kind of country-ish. Mm-hmm. Well, I will go over to them and greet them and simple conversations of today was a good hard um work day i i know the festival's gonna be coming soon how is everybody uh feeling about the vote that will be um had about the new temple and the god that will reign over it one of the guys looks like he is older probably you know older than jar He's got the longer, longer gray hair, but, and, you know, the, the grayed mutton chops, and he just slams his hand on the ground, and he goes, I think it's ridiculous that they have to vote for a god. Why can't the gods just come down and tell us which one needs to be here? Why make us go through all this to pick and choose? And then if someone gets disappointed, and someone has to start a fight. <laughs> I, I do give a little chuckle and I I do say, well, would you rather have uh, two gods um, fighting over the area or mortals, you know, having a dispute which may incur over which god, but doing it um, diplomat, uh, uh, you know, in a proper way rather than two gods who want to be here fighting over each other and the possibility of this town no longer even being here. He just starts laughing like this deep belly laugh and he just shrugs and just goes, well, it's not like we're on the map anyway. Well, ooh, we disappear. Well, guess what? A couple weeks later, a new one will appear because this ain't a big town. He raises his beer sign. He goes, and besides, as long as there's beer flowing, there'll be work here. <laughs> as long as there's beer flowing, there'll be workers to do the work as well. He nods. He gives a, a long stretch as he finishes off his stein. He goes, you going to be in working with us tomorrow? I do plan on it. If there's work, then there's there... work. <laughs> if there's work, then there's work to be done. He goes, there'll be work. There'll be work for a while. 
because it's not like the Holy City's going to build it. They're going to have us build it, you know, use our resources and build. Well, it brings a little bit of the blood, sweat, and hopefully not too many tears of the people that will be using the temple into building it and celebrating it. So I can understand that point of view of making it ourselves. He gives a light shrug. Bringing their own resources would be nice. Yes, I understand that too. Using the the area to further this rather than to something else that can be used um, in helping the town progress is also a, a factor that should be taken into place. I like you. You seem to have a good head on your shoulders. It's the only one I get, so I gotta use it to its fullest capabilities. He laughs and gives you a good, you know, firm grip on the shoulder as he passes you and he goes, see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. So, time is slowly passing. You have a couple more, you know, mundane conversations with people. You know, people are getting up, going to their room. Mm -hmm. Some are heading home for the night. Others are drunkenly staggering out into the road falling on their face and passing out and falling asleep there. Mm -hmm. You know, normal oh, yeah. towny things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what would you like to do? Well, uh, since everybody seems to be passing, I will head to my room as well. So you enter your room and it is quiet. You can hear the night birds chirping and the sound of Insects making insecty noises. Tweet, tweet. Nothing. Hmm? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing that would be out of the usual. It's very calming, very relaxing. For one moment, it's almost like the world is not in this uneasy peace. It's like Mother Nature itself is just lulling everyone to sleep. Okay. This would be a, a time period that I would take more of a moment to do a um, much more in-depth prayer before okay. getting ready for bed. Alright. And who are you praying to? I am praying to um, and I uh, am horrible at stating this day. It's I. Oh my gosh! I owe my day. I owe my day. I owe my day. Yeah, it's there's a pronunciation here, uh, but I I'm good with math. Not. Really. Yeah. No, it's I owe my day. Okay. Okay. So. You say your prayer to Ioma Day. I almost said it wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm guessing you crawl into bed for the night? I do. Or is there anything else you do before bed? I I do keep, obviously, the weapon close to me. But after my prayers, um, if they're, you know, depending on how uh, extravagant this inn is, if there's a 
you know, wash basin in there. I'll rinse before getting into bed, but you know, it's a, be a nice one. There's like, each room has its own plate. It has its own, um, chamber pot and an area to wa a wash basin. It's not the fanciest thing in the world, but it has everything you need to be comfortable. The doors do lock and they are secure. Uh, and there are town, or not town, but there are guards at work here. Okay. So I have my, the, my backpack and my weapons next to the bed. Mm -hmm. And then I will hopefully lull off uh, to sleep. So, as you drift off to sleep, you let your vision fade and your body begins to relax. You start to dream. And this is a dream you've had because it's not even a, a dream. It's just something that happened in your past. You begin to smell candles burning and you, you can smell that hot wax, that, that that par that paraffin the par paraffin that word that paraffin wax that it's that and beeswax it's thick in the air and the air starts to feel cold but then these just spots of heat hitting your body and you're you're taken away from where you really are into the past and your eyes slowly open and you're in this room of smooth carved stone that is clean. There's no burn marks from anything. And then there's just candles of different height around you, wax dripping onto the floor. And you feel that warmth, that, that warmth that only a candle can give where it's, it can be bone chillingly cold, but right Next to that candle is just that perfect temperature. Can I get a perception check? You can. I mean, it's going to be a good one. It is an 11. So as you're looking around, you're not able to, you're not able to place this memory. You're not able to pin down how old you are, what time it is, or where you're at. You just, you know this place but you can't place the words. What would you like to do? Well, first, while looking around, um, are there exits to this place? You do see a very sturdy wooden door, okay. and it is locked from the inside, and you're on the inside, of course. Okay. Um, I would take note of any items other in the room or that is with me, and what I am currently wearing and or have with me currently you are wearing almost like a meditation outfit so uh shorts or um fisherman pants things that cut off at the knees a very simple tunic top next to you you see cuttings in the ground making a shape that's really hard to see at close range um and you also see a very clean robe, something that you would see someone that is in a cooler climate wear. So it's a little bit more fur than cloth. Mm -hmm. And it is hanging off of a brat or a bronze hook that has been embedded in the wall. Okay. 
Now you said there are many candles, um, and the wax is is seeping onto the ground. Does it seem to be getting um, more pulling, or like it would be just a regular candle? Just a regular candle, like a room full of regular candles. Okay. Then I will go over and uh, look at the robe and grab the robe. And then um, I will go and look at the door to make sure, you know, there isn't anything that would be offsetting or off-putting about the door before I decide to open it. Roll your perception. It is a 10. It looks like a door that is been treated with tar lacquer or or something to make it weather resistant okay the blackened iron that is made of the that makes the hinges in the door mm-hmm. seems to have a weird whiteness to it okay if i touch the door is it cold is it hot is it, it is cold to the touch this okay. is clearly an exterior door Okay, then I will actually put on the robe first before opening the door. Okay. As you open the door, the scene changes to something you're actually familiar with. It's where you were taught to fight. It's you were in the mountains. You can see the the snow-covered caps in the distance, the white-covered trees in the valley, and you're in a fort, a a fort that is designed to train any who come here for a noble purpose. They do not ask your past. They only a- ask that you prove that you are on the path of either forgiveness or righteousness or something. To the point of they have oracles check you over and talk to you before they even let you in the main gate. This okay. is where you were taught to fight your your master is here and some the people who showed you how to fight in your armor comfortably and it is late december the snow is heavy on the ground and you start to hear the sound of men and women shouting and the clanging of swords and again then more clanging of metal more shouting again happens again what do you want to do well i will slowly make my way towards the noise because at this moment in time it seems very odd that i would be back here if i already have my memories of um, training here and leaving as you get down these stairs you remember this day this is the last day you were here the last day before you set off on your your journey. You see the half-orc fighter who is the most experienced fighter in her grouping. Girth boulder down. She is probably one of the youngest orcs in the air in the the fort. You know that she's you know about 18. She keeps her head shaved to the skin. Um, she's got bright vibrant blue eyes and her brown is silk looking like it she doesn't bear any scars you also know that she's never really said which god she worships but she always says that her path is to 
protect those from the full orcs. She doesn't want to let the orcs push through into territories that they don't need to be in. Like, they don't need to be in the rat folk territory. They don't need to be in the cat folk. They should stay in their territory where they have the hunt and they have the land to uh they have the land to discuss Mm -hmm. and you've probably spent a lot of time with her because you both have learned to she speaks orc naturally and he i'm guessing she's probably someone you've become the most familiar with yes from my my memories she was um who who taught me you know that balance is everything no matter how strong or how big you are uh, without balance there is no fight there is no ground that you can work on unless you have the the footwork Mm -hmm. so when you get down to the sparring arena you see your master and what does your master look like oh my master would be someone um you would from even afar know that he is um an adversary you would not want to to come across uh someone who has the the weathered skin um the squinted eyes of being out in the sun and being able to perceive the slightest movements the um armor that is kept um clean every single day whether he is training or or not it's a a symbol of pride for him that he has come to the point of his the, the height of his ability to the point where he can pass on his knowledge to the next generation um in appearance, you know, the the strength, not overly buff, but any movement that he does is precise. There isn't any wasted um, movement or, or gestures. Um, rather tall man, but hair cut short because he knows anything can be an advantage or a disadvantage um, to one. Uh, hands that could will look like they could crush a rock, but features that you know if he wanted to, he could strike faster than a viper. Mm -hmm. So while you're on the stairs, probably walking down them and, you know, just making your way to what's going on, your master sees you and just starts to laugh. He goes, ah, so you have come out of the warmth to join your friends. Well, hold keep. Are you going to be training, or are you just going to be lollygagging? If it comes from you, I will always be training. He smiles, and he goes, get your gear. You're up against Girth. Well, I go and gather my uh, sword and shield and my armor before taking my stance. As you walk up into the ring, the ring has been clearly been used a lot today. The ground has become soft and muddy. The ring rope has been raised up on 
short stick so it is easier to be seen. Gilf, Girth steps out and just smiles as she plops her morning star from her hip. Bouncing the spiked edge in one hand, she smiles at you. So, time to dance. She lowers her weight down. And in Orc, she goes, it'll be a shame to have to put a dent in your pretty little armor. And I will reply uh, back in Orc, it'll be shame to break the morning star that you hold so dearly. So we are going to start with a roll for initiative. All right. I have a 16. So where, what would you like to do? We are at top of round and... Uh, I would like to attack. All right. Well, then attack. I shall. I have a... I have an 18. And that is a hit. I have total of eight damage. Wow, I hit really hard. Yeah, you do. You suck. Yeah. All right. So it's my turn. I am going to do a full attack. Mm -hmm. That gives me an 18. That does not hit me. Wow. All right, then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a uh, combat beat of shield focus, raises my AC. Ah, okay. I have a 19 AC. And you. Alright. Yeah. yeah. Um, I am going to do a uh, power attack. Alright. Uh, oh, I miss. I miss very, very bad. Oh, please tell me RoboBud. I have a five. Yeah, that, that's a miss. Yes. As your blade swishes past her, she gets a good laugh. As your master begins to yell, focus. You need to focus. Boulder Down is going to take another full round attack. 18. Nope. <laughs> her mace wishes by you and the master just starts berating you two this is not a dance you are supposed to be fighting I will attack regularly then okay and <laughs> get a five <laughs> total of five <laughs> that is a 20 Ooh, that will definitely hit me. Mm -hmm. Not a nat 20, a 30 oh, okay. 20. All right. So, need to find a D8. That is also what I roll. That is nine damage as the Morning Star makes a solid impact on you. That definitely did hurt and do some damage. I will retort. And attack again. Okay. Ooh, I got a 21 for 11 points of damage. Ow. She takes a hit. Like, how do you hit her? You do hit well, her. Like, do how hit do you her. hit her? Well, 
I hit her because she is uh, strong. I hit her as I go for the legs to try and decrease her mobility. So I will go for movement of to the right and try and go for a solid hit to the back of the knee. That's dirty fighting going for no, back of the knee. That's tactical fighting. It's dirty fighting when you're on this end of it. <laughs> Alright. And here we go. Let's see. Do I have any cool abilities? Oh, wait, hold on. I mean <laughs> dirty fighting. What is that? I forget. Hey, Rulemonger, what does Dirty Fighting do as a perk? Uh, dirty Fighting, I believe, is it improvised? Yet, uh, oh, it's, today, it's a combat maneuver uh, if I am flanking, but I'm not flanking because it's a one-on-one -on -one combat. Okay. Correct. I always forget. There's that and another skill that are similar. All right. I'm going to take a swing. Mm -hmm. That is a 20. Dirty. And that will hit. Okay. And... <laughs> Minimum damage. So six damage. Well, that's good. Wait, is it six? Yeah, it's six damage. Wow, she's plus five? Yep. Oh, man. All right. Her strength is a 20. Yep. All right, I will swing back mm -hmm. for okay. a 11. That is a miss, my friend. Mm -hmm. So sh this fight's been going on for a back and forth. Mm -hmm. At this point, you're starting to notice the crowd of other fighters around you. They're faces a blur because you don't really remember them. You remember them, but you don't remember them, their names and their, their faces directly. Mm -hmm. You are in this heat of battle with a friend, someone who has helped lead and train you. She seems to dance in this field with you, and it's you can see this orc side of her that is subdued. She has learned to control this deep rage. With her next attack, 19? Yeah, that will hit me and that will uh, bring me to that will bring me down. That knocks you out? Yeah, that will knock me out. Even a one. That's yeah. Which is literally, I rolled minimum damage. Yeah. But that's, yeah, I was to say, any just regular base damage of a one will hit me. Her last attack, you feel her pull it. This is a sparring match. This is not for death. But her Morningstar makes a solid connection with your shield and your chest plate. You can feel the metal give and bend as you go flying out of the ring. You land in a pile of soft snow. She is there in seconds, forcing a bitter drink down your throat as it brings you back up. 
she just looks down at you and goes, you need to move more. Always need to move when you get hit. The mas- Your master walks up to you and offers you a hand up. I'm glad they accept. He goes, you fight well, but she fights better. Hold True. keep. It is time for you to travel. He hands you a scroll with a symbol you don't recognize, not at first. And then a small bag, and he just gives you a slight bow. He turns and starts to walk away. Roll your perception. 17. The dream is starting to change. The sky is turning red. And you're starting to see globs of white and blue and green and red start to drip out of nowhere. It's thick and heavy, and you can hear it hitting the ground and just this thud, thud, thud. Your dream starts to change, and your vision starts to almost make you start to look down at the rink and the dance that you and Boulder Down did. And you start to notice a symbol. Roll your knowledge religion. 17. You know this symbol. It is a symbol you are very familiar with. In fact, you could almost say it's a part of you. The mm-hmm. symbol of Iomade, the hilt of her... Is Iomade a female? Yes, it's a goddess. Yeah. The hilt of her sword pointed out, pointed towards you. The blade pointed out past the mountains. Thank you. I was actually just going to that page now. No problem. Um, the hilt of her sword pointed at you, and the blade pointed out past the valley. And the blade seems to just shimmer as more of this thick wax drips slowly starting to make the blade form more and more your friends and master start to fade as the scroll in your hand starts to get hot what do you want to do um look out onto look out you know um into the the valley for uh, a path or a um, an idea of a direction um, while trying to maintain the whole um, as long as possible. As you stare out, your eyes lock onto this city you've never seen before. It looks like swords and spears and tridents stabbing into the sky, all ornately built, all in pristine white marble stabbing into the sky and it looks like the sky is bleeding the scroll gets hotter and hotter until you finally drop it the wax that forms iomade's sword ignites and you just see the sky clear up and there is a single thin cloud hovering in a forested area then the rooster crows right near your window the crow cry of the first crow of the morning, signaling that 
your rest has ended and it is time for you to wake up and embrace this next day. And with that, episode three is over. So guys, I'm uh, Dan and this is Keith and want to thank you for listening to episode three. So our next episode will be our first group episode and it's going to be a doozy. Our group have all ended up in the city. They, or the town. None of them know each other. And they're going to have to figure this out. So I hope you guys are enjoying it. And I hope you guys catch us next time. While we bring us all together in yeah. one spot. I was going to say, many personalities yet to be combined. Should be interesting. I dread this. But I enjoy this. But anyway, I want to thank Sirenscape for letting us use their program to do the sound effects. Greatly appreciate it. We will be using that. And if you guys have anything you guys want to do, is drop us a line at What the Dice Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and What the Dice Pod at gmail.com. Shoot us a message. And we will catch you guys in the next episode. <laughs>